Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The Johnson Wax Program with Bibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Bibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with songs by the King's Men and music by Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with O.G.O. Joy. sabotage in your garage, you know what I mean? Like the rest of us, you're probably not driving your car as much now as you used to, and it sits around in your garage a lot of the time. But even though you don't use it much, you want to be sure the finish isn't deteriorating by occasionally cleaning and polishing it with Johnson's Car New. If you take care of the finish with Car New, your car is still going to be new looking with its original showroom shine when it goes back into full service. Fortunately, Carnew costs very little, and it's very easy to use because it cleans and polishes in one application, and in quick time, too. You don't have to spend an afternoon polishing your car with Carnew. Many car owners tell us they do the job in an hour. Even if it takes you a little longer, you'll say it was a job well done, time well spent. If you want added protection for the finish, if you want to save on car washing, try adding a coat of Johnson's Auto Wax or regular Johnson's Wax. But first... Clean and polish it with Johnson's Car New, spelled C-A-R-N-U. There's a mouse at 79 Wistful Vista. There's also a slight uproar on account of said rodent. And where there's a slight uproar, there's Fibber McGee and Molly. Hello, 
Well, do something, McGee. Hurry, I can't stand up here on this table all afternoon. Okay, but what do you want me to do? Lie down in front of the baseboard and switch my tail and meow? No, but Terry Moy says I can get down. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Shoo! Shoo! How's that? Well, that ought to do it. Now, help me down, please. All right. Come on. Step on the chair and then I'll push to it. That's it. <laughs> Imagine that. Takes me three careful steps to get down, and I went up in one graceful bound. <laughs> Heavenly days, what a fright I had. Now, I don't know why women are so scared of mice. Mice don't hurt anybody. Why, when I was a kid, I had white mice for pets. And I always... Ah! What's that? Get him off me! No! Get him off me! He's on my oh, No! <laughs> Stop jumping around. That wasn't a mouse. Your garter's dangling. <laughs> Must have busted it when I peeked under the Davenport. <laughs> hey, we got a mouse trap? No, I don't think we have. I'll uh, have the hardware store send one over. Give me the phone. <laughs> Hello, operator. Give me the hardware store next door to Merce. How are you, Merce? <laughs> How's every little thing? Here's <laughs> eh? What's that, Merce? Your brother. Blew his brains out. Oh, heavenly days. How terrible. Oh, he does it every night. He's learning to play the tuba. <laughs> What's that, Merce? <laughs> Okay, I'll call later. Say, how does it happen that whenever you get merch, you don't get the number you're calling, McGee? Uh, shall I call her back and ask no, her? No, no, not that. <laughs> now, let's see. How can I get that now? Hey, we got any sardines? Yes, I think we have a couple of tins. Right. But do mice like sardines? I don't know, but I do. <laughs> I thought I'd make myself a sandwich and think this thing over. <laughs> oh, no, you don't, dearie. The first thing on your program is get rid of that mouse. Well, mice are pretty smart little reptiles, so i got to figure this thing out careful. But I'll outwit the little beggar. When I really map out a campaign, I'm invisible. You're what? Invisible. Nothing can beat me. You mean invincible. I do not. Invincible means something you can't see. <laughs> like the invincible man. No, that's invisible. Oh, yeah? Well, where's the dictionary? In the hall closet. You win. I'll concede it. <laughs> First thing to do is figure out where that mouse was coming from and where he was going. Then we can waylay him someplace. And how do you go about finding out where a mouse is going? We tail him. <laughs> you get it, Molly? He says, how do you find out where a mouse is going? And I said, tail him, which is an expression used by detectives. That's very funny, McGee. <laughs> it is? <laughs> oh, well, I got to get to work. Now, where'd you first see this little uh, Disney dinosaur? <laughs> I saw him coming out from behind the bookcase. The bookcase, eh? <laughs> Smart mouse. The one place in the room where we never go. <laughs> now, look, if I put a little piece of bacon over by the bridge lamp there and stand over here with a shotgun... Oh, no. Huh? No, you don't. You'll shoot no shotguns in here, did you? Rifle? No. BB gun? No. Slingshot? No. Bow and arrow? No. Well, doggone it, what am I supposed to do? Feed him caramels till his teeth go bad and then <laughs> hope he gets... Hope he gets run all down on his way over to the dentist. <laughs> Adding my part. Now listen, I'll have no violence getting that poor little fella now. So get busy, Mastermind. I gotta go clean upstairs. <laughs> all right, Muffy. Here I come, ready or not. On your guard, you little rodent. Now, the first thing I better do... Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, little girl. Now, now don't distract me now. I got a problem. Hmm? I says, I got a problem on my hands. I, I got to catch a mouse. How? Well, that's the problem. One way might be to 
give Uncle Dennis the clarinet and let him march around down here so the mouse would think he was the pie-eyed piper and follow him out. Go off if you want it. Remember, they laughed at Edison, too. Yeah, but they're not laughing at you, mister. <laughs> hey, what's the idea of holding your hands up in front of you like that? I'm practicing, I bet you. Practicing for what? You entered in a, pat a patty cake tournament or something? No. Well? I'm practicing carrying a bride's veil. Oh. I'm going to be at Karen Lee Toops' wedding next week. Oh, you are. Oh, and you're going to hold the bride's veil, eh? Sure. <laughs> I'm going to walk behind the bride and groom. <laughs> you mean bride and groom? Have you seen him? <laughs> no, I haven't seen him. No, no. So, I'm going to walk behind the bride and groom and hold up the veil so it doesn't get the carpet all dusty. <laughs> that ain't the reason they hold up the veil, sis. Well, they do that so the veil won't get dusty. Because seven years later, that veil is going to come in awful handy as a curtain for the bathroom window. Uh, now beat it, sis. i got to catch a mouse. Oh, you're going to use a mouse trap? No, not me. A mouse trap is crude, sis. You see, with me, it's a matter of tragedy. Hmm? I says it's a matter of tragedy. And there's three kinds of tragedy in catching mice. You can trap them or trick them or use violence. We ain't got a trap, and Mrs. McGee don't want any violence, so I got a trick in. Uh, so, you mean it's the mouse's brains against yours, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. And when I get... Hey, where are you going? I'm going out and get you a mouse trap. Go on, Mr. What junk? Oh, that little dinner bell and all the folded newspapers and the electric fan and the stuffed owl and the playing cards. Oh, that, that stuff. I just rigged up a little gadget to get that mouse. Well, how on earth do you expect... Now, now, don't be skeptical, Mrs. McGee. It's perfectly logical. Now, look. The mouse comes out of this little hole in the baseboard here, see? Yes. And when he does, he bumps into the little bell. See? Which makes him think it's Sunday and everybody's away at church. <laughs> that gives him confidence. 
Yeah, but what if he thinks it's the good humor man? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Everybody's heard of a church mouse, but who ever heard of a good humor mouse? Well, he got me. Okay. So full of, so full of confidence, <laughs> Mr. Mouse comes walking out into the room. See? I got these newspapers folded up, making a path over to the end table here. Yes. And as he walks along, he trips this string, which turns on the electric fan. See? Oh, yeah. Then I suppose he starts doing a fan band. And he gets arrested, and we're rid of him for 90 days. Now, let's be sensible about this, Molly. As soon as the fan starts, he feels the breeze and thinks he's a field mouse. He looks around, and wow, there's that owl staring right at him, and he dies a heart failure. I tell you, it can't miss. Yes, but uh, what are the three playing cards for? Oh, the ace, can, queen? Yes. Yeah. I was going to bury him with simple honor. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it would have been better if I had pretended I never saw that mouse. No, 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 no. Don't get discouraged. I'll get the little varmint. A little what? Varmint. What on earth is a varmint? Well, a varmint is a, well, it's something that, uh, that lives around the same place you do. You've heard the old argument, which is more important, heredity or environment? <laughs> For a minute there, I thought I had you, dear. Come in. No, he isn't, Mr. Oldtimer. He's out just now. Where'd he go, George? Well, I think he went sailing with some elderly friend of his. What gave you that idea, Molly? Well, I heard him say he was going out and talk some old granddad down the hatch. <laughs> That's pretty good, George. But that ain't the way I heard it. The way I heard it, one fella says, other fella says, he says. Is it true that Jasper's are attacking Alaska just to save face? Can't be, says other fella. I've seen their face, and I don't know why you should want to save it. <laughs> you say Uncle Dennis ain't around here, kid? No, he isn't, old-timer. What do you want him for? How much does he weigh? Oh, about 170. Why? 170, eh? Let's see, uh, at a pound, that'd be a dollar seventy. Not bad, not bad. What are you talking about, old-timer? What do you mean, a cent a pound? I'm collecting scrap rubber, Johnny. Some <laughs> stations give you a cent a pound. Yes, but Uncle Dennis... He's one of the biggest bounders in town, Tony. <laughs> you know it. Tell him I'll be back. <laughs> so long, <laughs> Johnny. I resent that, McGee. You know, Uncle Dennis is not a bounder. No, he's more of a cad. General Motors will pardon the expression. He's not a cad either. He may have his weaknesses, but he's a well-educated, well-mannered gentleman. Mm -hmm. I'll have you know he studied law for several years. Did he graduate? Yes, but he could never pass the bar. <laughs> now, this isn't catching the mouse, series. Now, get busy. Hello, folks. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Harlow. You got a cat? A cat? Yeah. A cat. C-A-T. Cat. McGee, you rascal, huh? you've been holding out on me. <laughs> I never knew you could spell cat. Oh, I'm sorry, Fibber, I have no cat. Will a cocker spaniel do? Nope, we've got to have a cat. This house is overrun with a mouse. Yes, it scared the daylights out of me this afternoon, Mr. Wilcox. Believe it or not, I was up on top of that table before you could say scat. What? Why, I couldn't jump up there myself with a running start. Well, I don't blame you for being skeptical, but... There's, I... now, there's that mouse again. <laughs> See, Hollow? She did it again. Now, do you believe her? 
Here, Molly, I'll help you down. McGee, now, do you mean to stand there, the man I used to love, and tell me you just did that to show Mr. Wilcox how far I could jump? <laughs> oh, I didn't want anybody doubting my wife's words, sweetheart. Don't get mushy with me. Here, help me down. Here, take my hand, Molly. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Did I scratch the table? Got Johnson's wax on it? Yes. No, you didn't scratch it. <laughs> Incidentally, when you go on your vacation this summer, you know what to do first, don't you? Certainly. Hide McGee's mandolin. <laughs> and if we go canoeing, he can do some paddling for once. <laughs> no, that isn't what I meant by preparing for your vacation. What I meant was to go over all the floors and woodwork and lampshade and windowsills and all wood and enamel surfaces with Johnson's wax before you leave. <laughs> I knew you'd get to that before you left, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you come back, you'll know your things have been protected against dust and dampness because Johnson's wax seals surfaces against moisture and grit and wear. I know all that, Mr. Wilcox. I take a lot of pride in my housekeeping. I don't know why you got mice. That has nothing to do with it. Anybody can have mice. Anybody can have this one. <laughs> You want it, Junior? No, thanks. <laughs> Incidentally, where are you going on your vacation? Well, we haven't decided, Miss Wilcox, what with saving tires and gas and cutting down on pleasure driving. We probably won't be doing anything very fancy. Hey, I got a great idea, Molly. What say we take a long walking trip? Walking trip? Yeah. Are you serious? No. I thought not. <laughs> well, you even thumb a ride when you go down to the corner to mail a letter. How about you, Miss Wilcox? Oh, I'm going to have a wonderful summer. I'm going to talk to Mike about... Mike? Who's Mike? Well, that's what we call a microphone in radio, Fibber. I'm going to talk to it about Johnson's Wax on our summer show. Oh. Well, I'll see you later. Gee, I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Why did you make me jump up on that table in front of Mr. Wilcox? Embarrassed? Why, I was proud of you, Molly. It ain't every guy that's got a wife that can do a standing high jump of three feet, four inches. Oh, <laughs> you just say that. No, really. It's hard to believe that anybody as pretty as you could be so limber. Oh, stop it. <laughs> in fact, when I saw that last leap of yours, it made me realize how fond I am of you. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you, you got the kind of a spring that a young man's fancy lightly turns to thoughts of love in. <laughs> Come in. Good day, Mr. McGee. Hello, McGee. Oh, hello, Mayor Latrivia. Hi, Latrivia. How's Trick? Oh, Trick's fine. I took her to a nightclub last night. And... Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, everything's fine, McGee. Fine. Uh, did you lose something, Mr. McGee? Oh, you mean because I keep looking around, Mr. Mayor? No. No, there's a mouse here someplace, and I'm a little nervous. Oh, I see. Uh, but what I came over for was about your scrap rubber. Now, don't you worry about that, Mr. Mayor. Tomorrow, McGee is going through the house with a fine tooth comb and take all our scrap rubber over to the filling station. Now, for instance, he has a pair of hip-length fishing boots. Hey, hey, you ain't taking my wading boots. Why, they're practically new. They leak. They don't either. I had them on. Yes, they do. I cut some rubber rings out of them for some fruit jars this spring. <laughs> Wonderful rubber deal. Okay, okay. Can't use my tires to go fishing anyway. Well, any kind of rubber will do, Mr. McGee. Old hot water bottles, garden hose, tennis shoes. If it's made of rubber and you can possibly spare it, give it. Your filling station man is authorized to give you a cent a pound for it. As one of them said to me this morning, bring your scrap over here so we can finish that scrap over there. Oh. <laughs> or how about turning your rubber, a pounder an ounce, it will all help our soldiers give Hitler the bomb. <laughs> 
That's very good, Mrs. McGee. Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> Merely an old saying I just made up. <laughs> How's the rubber campaign coming along, Miss Rivia? Splendidly, splendidly. The citizens of Whistful Vista are responding nobly. They realize the time has come to pitch in and help. The time has come, the walrus said, to speak of many things. Of shoes and chips and Johnson's wax and cabbages and things. <laughs> we just want rubber, Mrs. McGee, not uh, shoes or cabbages. Uh, <laughs> oh, she was just quoting from Alice in Wonderland, Mr. Dear. I know. I was just saying that cabbages are not pertinent to the subject. Are you, you accusing me of being impertinent, Mr. Mayor? Oh, certainly not. I merely remark. Well, you better be careful what you merely remark, Mr. Dear. <laughs> My wife is never impertinent. I didn't say she was impertinent. I only said the cabbages. And don't be so snobbish about cabbages either. I like cabbages. <laughs> As it happens, I don't care for it. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, don't... he don't like cabbage. Cabbage ain't good enough for him. No. You're a snob, Latrivia. <laughs> I am not a snob. Just because I don't like cabbages, don't... Why don't you like it? It always gives me... Never mind why I don't like it. <laughs> You won't talk, eh? Secretly, eh? Here's a supposedly good American mayor of a good American city, and he don't like a good American dish like cabbage. Yes, I wonder if the Dyes Committee knows about this. <laughs> I don't care! Just because you twist everything I say doesn't mean a thing to me. There's free speech in this country, and I'll pay what I feed. That's the spirit, Latrivia. Spoken like a good American. Good for you. A mayor to be proud of. Let's give him three chairs and a tiger. Get three chairs out the dining room, dearie. <laughs> okay, but where'll we get a tiger? <laughs> hey, Latrivia, do you know where we can find a good... Never mind. Hey, how would you catch a mouse, Latrivia? I'd import a few Russians. They seem to be pretty good at exterminating rats. Good day. <laughs> The King's Men sing I Like a Balalaika. Won't you come with me down to the Russian quarter? You will hear a melody strummed by a Russian quarter. The instrument he plays is all as love itself. It's called a balalaika, and speaking for myself, I like a balalaika, the Russian balalaika. Because the gal I like, I like to hear the balalaika playing like a balalaika play.
got the idea how to catch that mouse. What is it? Were you ever in the Hall of Mirrors at an amusement park? Yes. Kind of confusing, wasn't it? Yes. Well, look there. You see that shoebox down there against the wall? What'd you do? Sell the mouse some heavy shoes so you could hear him coming? Now, never mind the destructive criticism. That box is lined with pieces of looking glass. Oh. And a piece of bacon rind in the middle of the box. Yeah. Mouse goes in, grabs the bacon, looks around, sees 57 other mice, he thinks, and gets panicky. Forgets how he got in. Then I reach in, grab him by the tail, and away we go laughing and scratching. <laughs> well, it's just foolish enough to work, but I hope... Come in. Oh, it's Mrs. Uppington. Hello, Abigail. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee and Mr. McGee? Hi, Abby. Sit down and fool your metabolism. <laughs> What's on your mind, Abigail? Well, nothing important, my dear. I just wondered if you would care to go shopping with me tomorrow. I'm going to buy some slack for summer. Oh, my gosh. Am I to understand, Miss McGee, that you disapprove of slacks for women? Well, he doesn't exactly disapprove, Abigail. He says they're all right coming towards you, but terrible going away. <laughs> Matter of fact, I never knew why they called them slacks. The only slack most women have in them is around the ankles. <laughs> well, I'm afraid you have a very mid-Victorian viewpoint, Miss McGee. And besides, <laughs> people who live in glass houses, you know. Meaning? Meaning that Mr. McGee somewhat resembles Mr. Abbott on his approach and Mr. Costello on his departure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just muscular, that's all. Yeah, he is, Abigail. He's very muscular. Oh, I don't doubt it in the least, my dear. But I'm afraid he's confused his setting up exercises with his setting down exercises. <laughs> okay, but I'm telling you, I don't like slacks on women. They ain't feminine. Would you expect me to give you my seat in a streetcar if you were wearing slacks, Uppy? Certainly not, Mr. Well. McGee. I should feel very self-conscious taking up all that room by myself. <laughs> well, my dear, would you care to go with me tomorrow? I certainly would. Pick me up here about 10 o'clock now. And if we see some good-looking slacks, I might get some myself. Oh. <laughs> well, good day, and I'll see you in the morning, my dear. All right, Abigail. And, uh, Mr. McGee, huh? I might suggest that you modernize your idea somewhat. You will admit that slacks for women are a great improvement over the hobble skirt. Not for me, they ain't. Between the hobble and the wobble, I'll take it. McGee. <laughs> goodbye, Abigail. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> McGee, don't be so rude to Mrs. Uppington. You know, she's really very sensitive. Sensitive my elbow. She's as thick-skinned as a cantaloupe, which is probably why she can't. <laughs> Hey, look, Molly, the mouse is in the box. I caught it. Now close it up, dearie. Don't let it get away. I got it. Uh, you didn't think I could do it, did you? Now then, you little pet. I'll teach you to run around scaring people. You come with me. Oh, what are you going to do with it, Never mind. I'll you be the little Oh, dear, I hope that. he doesn't do anything that... Oh, what am I saying? I told him to catch it, didn't I? I was the one who... Come in. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Oh, hello, Mr. Wimple. You're a sight for sore eyes. In fact, you're a sight with sore eyes. <laughs> what happened? Sweetie Kate and I were playing house this morning. Oh, what fun, playing house. Yes. I was the door, and Sweetie Face kept slamming me. <laughs> My goodness, but that woman is strong. She must be a regular Amazon. Amazon. That's the river with a great big mouth, isn't it? <laughs> Say, just how strong is your wife anyway, Mr. Wimple? I really don't know, Mrs. McGee, but this noon she threw a plate 25 feet. 25 feet? Well, that's not very far to throw a plate. Yes, but it was my upper plate and I was weighing it. <laughs> well, what was the cause of the little fracas? Oh, we had a little kiss about where we were going on our vacation. 
I got just what I wanted, too. Good for you. Yeah. I told Sea Sage I wanted to go to the seashore because I love to feel the salt air in my nostrils. Ah, uh, <laughs> so you're going to the seashore. No, she just slapped me in the face with a wet hand. <laughs> Molly, I took the little nooses out. Oh, hi, Wimp. Hello, Mr. McGee. Well, you're a sight for sore eyes. In fact, you're a sight with sore eyes. What happened? We've taken care of that, McGee. Oh, well, I was outside for a minute. <laughs> what did you do with the little, uh, I mean, uh... Don't worry, I disposed of the barman. I know, but I hope the little thing didn't, I mean, it didn't suffer. You Not know. a bit. All I did was... Don't tell me I don't want it on my conscience. It won't be on yours, it'll be on mine. You mean... Yes, I let it go. What? I couldn't hurt the little dickens. He wiggled his nose at me and I couldn't take it. <laughs> and here I thought I could... Hey, there he is back again. Why right under your feet? Oh, now, tell. Hey. Get off your table, Mr. Wiggle. I got here first. Hello, Mr. Wiggle. Mrs. McGee, move over. Get away, you're coming. Oh, One good thing seems to be coming out of this war. Greater neighborliness among all of us. Haven't you noticed this in your own community? Block captains, air raid wardens, first aid courses, they're bringing us closer together to meet our common problems. Right now, these problems are pretty serious. But there are other less serious problems on which neighborly advice is helpful. For example, if you've discovered how Johnson's self-polishing glow coat protects and beautifies your linoleum floors and saves you hours of work in a bargain, isn't that worth passing on to your friends? Tell them that Glow Coat actually makes linoleum last six to ten times longer. Tell them that it needs no rubbing or buffing. Shines as it dries. It's on sale by dealers everywhere. The easy-to-use floor polish. Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat. McGee, do you realize next week will be our last broadcast of the season? Yeah. So, so what? Let's do a simply wonderful show. Let's do something different, unusual. You mean get some new jokes? Oh, there you go. The minute I try to make a suggestion, you go completely fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Same old stuff next week, folks. Good night. <laughs> Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox speaking and inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night at this same time. Good night. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>